Welcome to episode number 45 of the Grab Blogger podcast. We're helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you, the listener, create an online business based on your research, on your background, on your experience, on your academic expertise, so you can build an online business and change the world. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. Today's episode, we're talking about how to market your newsletter, specifically how to market your newsletter so that you can build sales for an online conference. This is part two in a series focused on marketing your online conference. This is through experience I'm having actually at the current moment, building out the sales for an online event I'm running as part of Dust Safety Science. And specifically, we're running an online conference from February 24th to 27th through the Dust Safety Academy platform, which we built. Uh, And this is a a conference with over 40 to 50 presentations, all done as webinars throughout the, the conference days. And we're just in the process of marketing and selling tickets for this event as I record this episode. So this is going to be going through the the lessons I learned in real time um, that I've been focusing on over the last several months as we grow up and build out our marketing sequences for this event. So this is the second in this Market Your Online Conference series. In particular, we, we covered in previous episodes, 34 and 36, direct selling techniques that I used um, in terms of direct emailing people, getting them involved in the event. Um, and then in episode 44 of the podcast, we talked about getting your sales sequence right. And we talked all through the the process that I went through to improve my sales page from something that was converting at fractions of a percent. And we're up around two to three, four, even five or 6%, depending on what, uh, what process we're going through now in selling the event. It's converting much better. So from the last episode, then the three main takeaways from analyzing my my faulty and you know first cut sales sequence were that conversions of the sales sequence was really low. And we addressed that in the last podcast episode, grabliar.com slash 44. We found that the newsletter, which was our best source of traffic, and that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. We also found the overall traffic to the event page was just not high enough to sustain the kind of sales that we wanted. So from that, we identified four marketing channels. We identified our own newsletter. We identified website capture from our own website. So this is things like hello bars and exit pop-ups to get people from that are visiting the website, visiting our content through to the event page. Um, we're also focusing on social media and specific uh, LinkedIn promoting. That's where most of our, our audience is at. And external sharing. So this is through press, through media companies, through trade companies, getting them to share either press releases or do partnerships where they're sharing through their newsletters and their audience as well. You see these kind of address the takeaways that we found. So conversion of sales seems too low. Well, we, we improved the sales page and we did this over a two month period. Um, the newsletter was our, our best source of traffic, but not converting. So in this episode, we're talking about specifically how to write a newsletter sales sequence that converts to sell your event and overall traffic was not high enough. So we're doing things like coming up with new ways to share on social media, coming up with external sharing plans to partner with media companies to get more people through to our sales page. And we'll talk about these in upcoming episodes of the Grab Blogger podcast on this marketing your online conference series. So in this episode, we're going to talk about why it's important to focus on your newsletter. What is the best approach to sell your event through your newsletter? And we'll talk about passive versus active approaches. Uh, We'll talk about how to create your newsletter marketing plan, how to create your campaigns and what that looks like. And also the results that we're getting from the campaigns we created to start 2020 just over the last three weeks. And we've been seeing great results. So if you listen through this whole episode and you're still wondering about creating your specific email sequence, uh, you can go to grablar.com slash 45 and we have a download to a cheat sheet there that we created, which actually has the first three emails, the ones that we've sent the first three weeks of January of 2020, which have actually generated 50 ticket sales to the conference, 
tickets at the current moment are going for $225 a ticket. So that's generating over $11,200 in sales just over the last three weeks with these three specific emails. So in this episode, we're going to talk about you know how do we come to choosing these three emails and choosing the content material that's in them. So that's going to give you a ton of value. But if you want something that's really going to help you build your business um, and build out your own newsletter marketing plan, you can go grab the exact emails that I use. I mean, the topics are going to be different. Obviously, I'm talking about industrial safety, dust hazard analysis. But once you find the the biggest challenge, and we'll talk about this a bit in this episode, but the biggest challenge in your event, once you have your program ready, and if you're doing early bird, these, these email templates can be used exactly in your business to generate sales from your newsletter as well. So why is it important to focus on your newsletter? Well, number one is you should be collecting email addresses as part of your online business, part of your blogs, part of your content creation efforts. This is your most important asset. Um, it's probably generated, I mean, I would say that a very high percentage of the people that are bought tickets through all the different marketing channels that we're running are on our newsletter. Um, I don't know that specifically, but I know a lot of people that I did the direct email with and got over 50 sales, and then we've had another 50 sales directly from the newsletter. I'm probably willing to say that at least 80% of the people that have bought tickets already of the, the 150 or so have are actually on our newsletter. So we built up trust with them by every week for three years now, sending them out a newsletter. So thing number one there is just, yeah, collect email addresses. Communicate often would be the next step. You can really do this if you pick a specific framework. For dust safety science, for us, this is a news-based reporting um, where we have content machines that we're constantly generating out content that's relevant for our audience and getting that out in front of them. We talked about those in previous episodes of the podcast. But you really want to get you, people used to you providing value to them and them taking action, them clicking on what you're sending, not in a sleazy way, but in a way that you're helping them every week, every week, every week, for three years, for 150-plus weeks now. We've been sending great information out, and it's kind of like the the Gary Vanderchuk thing, jab, 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 right hook. So we've been just sending out great information for such a long time that they don't even hesitate to to click through when we're talking about the great event that we're running as well. The kind of offshoot of this is you'll become like a mini celebrity in your field, which is a really weird and strange thing. Um, but you know, after three years and have, now having almost 2,000 people on our newsletter, every phone call that I make, every person I talk to at a conference, most of them say, hey, I'm on your newsletter, really like what you're doing. And they know more about me than I know about them almost all the time. That's obviously increased since I've been running the Dust Safety Science podcast as well, and in this field, the Grablogger podcast. But it gives you a, a significant amount of power within your online business, but also a significant amount of responsibility and something not to be taken lightly. So what then, keeping that in mind, is the best approach to selling an event through your newsletter? So there's two kind of strategies here. There's a passive strategy and active strategy. We started with a passive strategy where we were just putting basically an ad or an image from the conference in our normal newsletter. And we, you know, we'd mention it every once in a while in the newsletter, but it wasn't something we were actively trying to get people to go through. We were just sort of mentioning offhand. And we were getting a lot of people clicking through actually every week from our newsletter to our event sales pages, but they weren't buying. And that was one of the big focuses. So early 2020, we flipped and said, okay, we're going to come up with a specific strategy for marketing to our newsletter. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this podcast episode. So then how do you create your newsletter marketing plan? I came up with a six-step process here. Um, the first step is to commit to an active strategy. So don't, don't think that you're just going to be able to put uh, a little thing in your normal weekly newsletter and get the results you like. There's a lot more out there that you can do. Um, and this felt like a really big kind of scary thing to me. Like, you know, I'm going to be sending another email every week to my audience and it's going to tick them off and it's going to take a whole ton of work to do and I don't, haven't really done it before. 
But then I realized that we're doing this for eight weeks. It's just eight emails. I could probably do it if I put my mind to it in, you know, an afternoon and have everything ready to go. So like it felt this, like this big, scary thing. But at the end of the day, it wasn't that much work to put together. And since we put in place, it's really fundamentally changed the conference. We went from, you know, 67 people, 60 to 70 people involved to now um, almost 150. I'm sure that we'll be doing even bigger numbers in our, from our newsletter and from our other marketing plans that we talk about future podcast episodes leading up to the event. So it's really just, you know, been a step change or a fundamental shift committing to having an active strategy for marketing through our newsletter. So in terms of our strategy, then we are sending one email every Wednesday. So our, our normal newsletter email comes out on Sunday. And then every Wednesday, we're sending a, a newsletter or rather an email that's specifically focused on getting people involved with the conference or making them want to attend or illustrating the benefits. And we'll, we'll talk about some of those strategies in this episode. So step number two is to make sure you have checkpoints. So for us, since it's only eight weeks, we only have a couple checkpoints, but one's the early bird registration, which is actually just happening tomorrow or fin- closing up tomorrow. Um, we also had a checkpoint for distributing the program. So having all the speakers lined up and having a draft program that we could send out. But you want to have these kind of big milestones in your whatever your plan is. If it's eight weeks or 12 weeks, you want to have the big milestones already identified. You know, when are the doors closing? When are you doing your early bird pricing? When are big items coming out, like having your program finished? Step number three is to have your audience complete a survey. And this was something that we did, and I'm so happy that we did because it's really been the backbone of creating our newsletters. So I, we sent out what I call the, a didn't buy survey. So we sent this to anyone that on our list that hadn't bought a ticket yet. So we've tracked all the people that have bought tickets, um, but we have 2,000 people on our newsletter. So everyone else um, that didn't buy a ticket, we sent a survey to. And we actually split this into two groups people that had clicked on a link to the sales page and didn't buy, and people that hadn't clicked on a link to the sales page. And we sent them a, a really simple survey. The subject line, the email was your help needed, dot, dot, dot. And the email just said, for the ones that had clicked on the link, hi, name, we noticed that you visited the 2020 Digital Dust Safety Conference registration portal, but did not register. Can you please press reply and let us know the reason? Your, re- your response will help us improve the conference overall and the registration prog- process. Thank you in advance for your time, Chris. So that was it, really simple. And then the one that we sent to everyone else was subject, your help needed, um, dot, dot, dot. Hi, name. Thank you for being an active member of the Dust Safety Science newsletter. Can you take this short survey to help us improve the upcoming 2020 Digital Dust Safety Conference? A button to take the survey now. It'll take less than three minutes and help us immeasurably. Thank you in advance for your time, Chris Colony, Dust X Research. Really simple emails. And the survey is really simple as well. It's just three questions. Question number one was, which of the following best describes your role? And we said checkboxes for different types of roles and, um, and other where they could enter something. We had, what should the presentations cover at the conference as an open-ended question? And what questions do you have about the conference as an open-ended question? And these were really specific. So the, the first question, what should the presentations cover at the conference? These are where we're getting our benefits from. So everything that's listed here, we're getting an idea, okay, this is something that if they were to attend the conference, they'd want to get out of it. The question about what questions do you have, since we know these people that haven't bought or bought yet, we took those as, as objections. So these are things that we need to overcome in order for them to register for the event. So really specific questions geared at getting what benefits do they want and what objections do they have to actually attending the online event. And the results were really good. We had over 130 responses um, to our didn't buy survey. 
And then another, I think, 10 or so responses to the open-ended, you know, this please let us know why you didn't buy. So step four then is to organize your survey. So I took all the responses, put them in a Google Sheet, and I just started to categorize. So I started moving the responses around until I came up with, you know, seven or eight different categories that each of them fit under. So I had 130 responses. You know, what were the major things that we found? And then I ranked them. What is the number one question or number one group of questions that people have? What's number two group of questions? These are the benefits that our conference will address. And then same thing for the objections. What are the questions they have about the conference? What's the number one objection? Number one objection was actually they didn't understand, in our case, there are two major objections. One, they didn't understand the online format. We had questions like, where is it? Questions like, when is it? <laughs> um, things that didn't you know, make sense of what we're actually running. So this gave us an idea that we really need to include this better in our marketing. And we had a lot of questions around, what's the program going to be? Who's speaking? Um, this let us know that we do need this checkpoint. We're releasing a program as well. So now we went through the first four steps, committing to an active marketing strategy for your newsletter, making sure you have checkpoints, um, have your audience complete a survey. We've organized the responses to the survey. Now it comes time to actually creating the newsletter plan. So for this, I select a, uh, selected a theme for each week. Um, week one was solve a problem. This is where I pull out the biggest question from the, the survey and you know took this as the biggest benefit. So I addressed it in the email specifically talked about it in a couple of different ways and then mentioned how people at the conference will be adding more to that as well. Week two, the theme for the email was social proof. This is where I actually released the program. These are the people involved. This is how the grade's going to be. Week three was the early bird um, last chance. So here's where we address the challenges and the objections that they have um, directly in this email for not attending. Week four, which we haven't sent out yet, is going to be showing off the platform. So giving them inside view of what they're missing now that they're not um, in there. And week five, I think, will be another social proof. So we'll actually talk about who's attending, what companies are involved, what are our numbers in terms of how many people are registered, and then so on. So we have this eight-week plan where we have a theme for each week in terms of solving problems, overcoming objections, uh, illustrating benefits every week. So then from there, you can come up with your plan, your actual email. So then you need to select a headline um, and write the email copy and send it out. And so that's the, the last step to actually doing your marketing plan. So three headlines we have for our first three emails were you asked, we answered. This was our solve a problem email. The second one was program announced for the 2020 Digital Dust Safety Conference with an exclamation mark. And then number three was don't miss the boat dot dot dot. And this is for the early bird. And so these three emails themselves had, I pulled the stats here, resulted in an average of 35% open rate, 5 to 15% click through rate, 150 to 250 sales page views per email. And we've had over 50 sales. And the, the last email actually just went out three days ago. And we've had three people purchase just in the time that I've been recording the previous episode podcast. I just recorded in this episode as well. So it's just continuing to tick up. People are still opening those emails and, um, and buying and purchasing through them. So as I mentioned, we have a really meaty, a really heavy um, content upgrade for this episode. If you go to grablar.com slash 45, I've actually created a, a cheat sheet that has these three emails specifically. They're actually kind of medium to long form, which I didn't want to send to my audience. Again, I think I said this last episode, but if you catch yourself saying things like, oh, my audience isn't going to like that, write that down because that's probably the exact thing you need to do. Um, so these were kind of long form emails. So if I go through them a little bit, the first one was to solve a problem. So the biggest question that my audience had from the survey was around something that's called a dust hazard analysis. So it's a new regulatory requirement that's coming out in 2020. And there's all these unknowns about it and unknowns about how it affects their facility, unknowns about costs, unknowns about who, who can do it. So in terms of the email then, 
the 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 subject line was you asked we answered talked about we sent out the digit sent out the survey we had 130 responses and the biggest question is around dust hazard analysis so then i talk a little bit about the conference but then i go into you know do i have to do a dust hazard analysis when is dha required when do i have to follow nfpa 652 which is the regulatory um, requirements um, and then still not sure if you need a dha and then that's where i highlight that the other speakers at the conference we'll be addressing these very specific topics and this performed very well. So the whole point of this email is to add value, answer the biggest and hardest questions they have right up front and demonstrate how much you can help them and how much the speakers can help them at the conference. Then the second email that we had is that the program is announced for 2020 Digital Dust Safety Conference. So this was just, you know, just saying exactly what the speakers are. So in total, there's 10 technical sessions with 30, with 40 presentations. I talk about all the different sessions or just give a, a list of what the different sessions are going to cover. Um, we included a link to a PDF of the actual program, talk about the amazing keynote speakers that we have lined up with some nice images about the, the program that we created and all that sort of stuff. That's what's in that second email. We sent this again on the second Wednesday, just about a week ago now, and that's generated that's generated already 18 sales. And then our last one, which is the one we sent a couple of days ago, is for the early bird registration. And this one, we did something interesting where we actually, you know, we talked about the early bird registration that's coming up this Friday. We'll probably send a closer email as well. But the big thing here is we, we said these are the, or still not sure if you want to attend, here are the five most common questions people have about the conference to get you off the off the fence. We pulled these directly out of the didn't buy survey. These are the objections. So question number one, can I access the material after the live conference? Question number two, what are the main benefits of attending? Question number three, and I kind of did this cheekily, but the cost is too high. And I did a, a cost breakdown between a live event and the Dust Safety Science con- Conference how they're going to save between $825 and $2,000. Um, question number four, when and where is the conference? Question number five, what is the technical program? Again, just hitting them with you know, what the great material is going to be. So again, if you want the exact copy for those emails, we have it as a cheat sheet that you can get at grabblier.com slash 45 for this episode. I encourage you to do your own didn't buy survey, pull out your own number one question, create your program for your event, and also find the objections that your audience has through your survey then you just take these exact emails and plug in your stuff instead of my stuff. So not does hazard analysis, whatever the number one question your audience has is. Um, what are the top five objections? Just give the same email template. This will give you a, a proven technique or a proven method to get sales for your online conference. As I said, the sales are still ticking in, but we're up over 50 sales just from these three newsletters um, over the last three weeks, uh, which is you know really good for an event. That's a overall revenue of, of over $11,000. And they're still coming in and will still come in as we, we send out the Friday email and more. So I hope that gives you a, you know, a real good idea on how you might create a newsletter sequence for selling your own event um, or even for selling a, you know, a product or a course or anything that you're creating, a service that you're selling, um, if you have a newsletter. And so I'll, I'll, I'll close on addressing the, the big objection. You know, what if I don't have a newsletter? And there's a, a saying, something like this, you know, the best time to do something was two years ago, but the second best time is today. If we don't have a newsletter, start building one. <laughs> um, it would have been great if you were already building one, but start collecting emails, even if you're not sending anything. And I'm probably guilty of this. Even with Grablogger, we don't send a lot of emails out to people right now, but we are building our newsletter and we will build in a, you know, a frequent um, newsletter process. Where we're actually giving value to that audience over time. And if you do this for, you know, if you commit to the long game of doing this, like we have for dust safety science, you do it for a year, two years, or three years, you'll have a really powerful asset there that you can use to grow your business like we're doing with uh, with our business for this online conference. 
So I would encourage you to get started, even if you're not sending any emails, to start collecting newsletters. And of course, it's better if you are sending emails and sending them at some frequency where people are going to get used to hearing from you, used to you providing value to them, seeing you as authority and seeing you as really a friend and a helper in that space. So that's it for this episode. We talked about why it's important to focus on your newsletter. We talked about collecting email addresses, continually, continuously providing value to your audience, being seen as the trusted authority. We talked about what was the best approach to use for selling a, an online conference. We talked about passive versus active approaches. And we talked about how to create your newsletter marketing plan. Step one, commit, commit to an active strategy. Step two, make sure you have checkpoints in your strategy, in your weekly strategy. Step three, have your audience complete a survey. Step four, organize your survey in terms of benefits and objections. Then you know the exact material to use in your newsletter. So from there, you can select your themes for each week. Then you can, step six, write your newsletters and send them out and ship them into the world. If you're curious what this looks like for Dust Safety Science and the digital Dust Safety Conference that we're running, you can get an exact copy of the newsletters that we sent, the first three at least, uh, that we've sent already for 2020 and have been making sales with at grablawyer.com slash 45. You can also get a transcript, a uh, nice PDF copy of this episode from the show notes as well. As always, you can download the transcripts from all the podcast episodes at grablawyer.com slash the podcast number. So I hope you have a great week ahead. I'm really looking forward to continuing to help you build your online business, give you great material, great systems, and to report on this journey that I'm having with this online conference that we're running in 2020. If you like these episodes, um, let me know on social media. Tag me at grabblogger on Twitter, Instagram, other social channels, and shoot me your questions. What questions do you have about running an online event? What questions do you have about running an online business? You also got to go to grabblogger.com slash ask, A-S-K. We do do listener questions that we take in from there and answer them live on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm.